Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion. Thank you for joining us for this sermon. You can find all of our sermons at holycommunion.net and our Facebook, YouTube, and podcast channels. Consider hitting like or subscribe. Consider sharing this sermon with others. It helps us to reach more people like you. We are so thankful to those who support our ministry. You can give today at holycommunion.net backslash give. In the name of our one loving and rule-breaking God, amen. amen. Please be seated. Well, Merry Christmas morning. It's good to be with you. Last night, of course, we had the big production. Uh, we read that Gospel of Luke at the later service. At the early service, we had a pack of kids up here retelling the story. And... All this week, Julie and I, as we've been preparing for the pageant, have been thinking about what is it about hearing this story told by our kids, particularly, that is so meaningful. The pageant service is always the most packed service for Christmas. What is it about that? And we've come to a couple of conclusions, and you know, they're conclusions for now. We'll see next year if the pageant service is still packed out. But here's where we've gotten so far. That story from Luke, the one that we didn't read this morning, is so beloved in part because it's so well known. We love watching the kids tell the story in part because this is a story we know so well and it matters to us to see our kids telling that story, participating in that story. There's something about watching the next generation do that that matters to us. And it's interesting because Christmas Day is a totally different crowd and a pretty different story. We read that hymn from John's Gospel, The Word Became Flesh. I'd love to see that Christmas pageant someday. It'd be tricky. If you went with the original um, Greek, there'd be a tent involved. God sets up the tent among us. But this morning, it's a different feeling, a different story, a different way. We've twisted the prism to look at a different angle on this well-beloved story of Christmas. The teacher Richard Rohr, the Franciscan uh, teacher, likes to say that you know you've got a good doctrine when it asks you to believe multiple things at the same time. The incarnation, the story of Christmas, is just that. It's a doctrine that asks you to believe multiple things at the same time. Jesus was born and was fully human and was fully divine. It's a paradox. It doesn't make sense. It breaks the rules. And so it's the kind of belief that can sustain us because it's one that asks us to continue to ask questions, to continue to turn that prism, to continue to wonder at the depths of what it means that God chose to dwell with us, that God became flesh, that the Logos, The great mystery at the heart of it all became part of creation. 
a good doctrine because it's a paradox. There was an article in the New York Times this week. You may have seen it. Uh, it was by a writer named Hugh Morris. It was about one chord that everybody wants to hear at Christmas. Can you see this? There's one chord, he says, that everybody wants to see at Christmas. It was so funny because I shared it with our music director, Mary, and she said, I've got the t-shirt. There's, there's an arrangement of O Come All Ye Faithful that in the very last verse of O Come All Ye Faithful, it simplifies way down for the start of the verse. The choir is no longer singing harmony. They're singing all on one line, that final verse, until you get to word of the Father. And at word a half-diminished seventh chord comes in, which means that the choir is singing six different parts and the organ is doing something entirely different and your whole bass kind of goes like this. Because the composer has taken a well-known, well-beloved melody, what hymns do we know better than Christmas carols? How many of us can just sing a harmony part that we learned in high school choir? And this composer has taken it and has taken that simplicity, that system we know so well, and has broken the rules, has broken it wide open. Part of why we love Christmas so much is that we know the story, we know the hymns so well that we can see when the rules are being broken. We can see when a composer or a preacher or a liturgist has made a decision and twisted the prism, and we can see the meaning break open. A lot of musicians say that that chord in Word of the Father is predictably when they start crying on Christmas. And it's because by taking that simple hymn and complexifying it, the composer invites us to see all of the complexity that is in this story again. The word of God came to dwell with us. The mystery of God came and lived among us and chose desperate, difficult circumstances to do it. Triumph and poverty are not opposites, but can live together. Perfection and imperfection are not opposites, but need one another. Lightness and dark need one another in this hymn, in this story. I love Christmas morning, a quiet Christmas morning, in part because the folks that come on Christmas morning are a little bit of a different crowd. Christmas Eve, I wrote an email to the parish this week, and in all honesty, it was me needing to let go of my getting Christmas Eve just perfect. Christmas Eve is one of those things that you, as a priest, you try to get just perfect. Christmas Day is never perfect. And in some ways, that's more honest. If you're here on Christmas Day, in part because you missed a flight or a flight got canceled or you couldn't drive north because you've got a hair dryer in your basement on a frozen pipe, or if you're here on Christmas Day because 
you needed a little bit of a different rhythm because you used to go to Christmas Eve with somebody who made it Christmas for you and they're not here this year. Or if you're here on Christmas Day because the kids that grew up in your house and opened presents on Christmas Day have grown up and have kids on their, of their own and you're invited to dinner later on, but Christmas morning, you're suddenly free. However Christmas might be different for you this year, know that in that imperfection, in the difficulty, that is precisely where the majesty of God chose to dwell. In all of the difficulty and frustration of our world, the logos of God, the very love of God, chose to dwell. The Dalai Lama likes to say, you need to know the rules very well so that you can break them properly. <laughs> On Christmas Day, may this story that we know so well, may these traditions that we know so well break open for you and invite you into the way of the rule-breaking one who came to mess up all of our systems for the sake of love. Amen. Amen. Amen.